Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my guest Katie Midwinter as we'll be previewing some of the main ITV action this weekend at Newbury and at Kelso. We'll also as well have a word on the uh, Dubai uh, World Cup at Maidan and also as well talk about some Cheltenham fallout. Uh, before we get into the action, Katie, um, I know you went to Cheltenham for all four days. Did you have a great time? Yeah, I had an amazing time. It, it was incredible. There were just so many magical moments. Um, the highlight was definitely the first day, what is being dubbed as the golden hour on Tuesday. It was just so special for Constitution Hill to perform as he did in the champion hurdle. And the reception he received afterwards was just fantastic. And then, of course, the highlight of the week for me, the Mayor's Hurdle. Uh, it was an incredible race. I think Le Benoit ran a blinder for her connections. Uh, but Honeysuckle, she was just spectacular. Um, the determination that she showed after making a mistake at the last. And when she passed Le Benoit uh, coming towards the line, it was just an incredible atmosphere, something that I've never experienced before. It's really emotional moment. I don't think anybody was left without a tear in their eye. And yeah, that's what Cheltenham does. It just gives us special moments like that. So it was just a privilege to be there. Yeah, it was a great festival. Unfortunately, I was at work during the week, so uh, I could only keep up to date uh, most of the time after uh, I finished work. But yeah, it looks like it was a great festival. And yeah, from a pun perspective for me, I had a really good uh, end to the week. So yeah, it's a little bit of a come down, I'm afraid. We've only got uh, Newbury and Kelso as main jumps action in the UK this weekend. But hopefully we can give you a few winners. And the first race we're going to preview is the 130 at Newbury. It's the bet in play on racing with Bet Victor, Novices Handicap, Hurdle, over two miles through furlongs and Inniston is your favourite at three to one. We then have Atlanta Brave next in at 13 to two along with Blow Your Wad. Um, Pearly Island is also 13 to two as well for Lucy Wadham. Artistic choice at eights. Glen Canal at tens and bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, um, the market here seems to be revolving around Inniston. He's got that uh, good second in the EBF final at Sandown. Uh, a couple of weeks ago next to his name. Do you think that's probably the best piece of form in the race? I think Innocent is the right favourite. Um, Toothless is quite interesting as well. He did bounce back after a disappointing at Musselburgh, but I'm not sure I could trust him off top weight, and Innocent is a little bit short for me. The one that caught my eye in this race uh, was Blow Your Wad. He's wearing a first-time tongue-tie, and it's his first race after wind surgery. He's from the family of Fahim. He's been running really well for Tom Lacey. He was sixth in the Tolworth last time in first-time cheek pieces. They come off now. Uh, he did finish second to Lucia, giving a stone away in a soft brown bumper. They didn't quite have the speed to match her, but this is over further. Shouldn't be bumping into a horse of, of her calibre here. This is a, an easier race. The wind up could have helped him. Uh, he has finished fourth in a grade two bumper as well, and run his maiden over hurdles. I think he represents the value here. He's still improving, as each way claims. He was a bit bigger when the market opened. He was around nine to one. 
um, which I thought was a very attractive price. A bit shorter now, 13 to 2, but I think he's still available at a decent price uh, and he'd be the one that I'd go for in the race. Okay, that's uh, Katie's thoughts on the opener at Newbury. I myself quite liked Inniston. I thought he was actually probably the, the best horse in the race. He won't mind conditions as well. They've been racing at uh, Newbury on Friday and it did look uh, quite testing for some. He's got that form on heavy ground. If that race hasn't left too much of a mark, I think a mark of 1-2-4 is still within range for him and I think he can go uh, fairly well. One uh, a big price as well that I'll give a mention to is uh, Amy, Murphy's, Amy Murphy's Caleb. Uh, where's first time cheap pieces? Um, he's actually got some good looking form next to his name. Uh, finished fourth behind Tamaris in a listed event. At Haydock, he was then beaten in a handicap of the same mark he is uh, now um, in Kempton behind Dear Mark back in January. I just think uh, he might handle the conditions slightly better than some of his rivals tomorrow. I think a lot of these horses don't want it too testing. So for me, I think he may be uh, an outsider that could maybe outrun his odds. But yeah, for me, I'm going to play with Inniston uh, in the opener at Newbury. So we move on to the 205. For the run for your money at Bet Victor Handicap Chase, Espar de Guy is your favourite at 7-2, along with Heltonham. Um, Super 6 is next in the betting at 5s. Riders on the Storm, former Grade 1 winner at 8-1. Numitors 9s. Uh, Honor de Jonk is at 12s. And bigger are the rest. Katie, um, I thought out of all the races that we were previewing, this was one of the more trickier puzzles. Uh, who did you like? I quite like Numitor. Um, it's the second run after Windock. It's a time I like to back a horse. I think they can show the most improvement then uh, after that first run back when they realise it's easier for them to breathe, can run better next time out. Uh, he was the outsider of the field when I first looked. He was 14 to 1. Now 9 to 1. He's um, still a decent each way price, I think. For me, Riders on the Storm. He lacks consistency. I think he's quite a risky selection. He's a bit short for me. Um, Espar de G has had a few wind ops. This is his second run for Paul Nichols. I wouldn't uh -huh. be surprised to see him enter the frame as he has run off a higher mark before. But again, I, I just couldn't trust him for now. So I'd be happy to take him on with Numitor. Okay, Numitor is for Katie. I myself, if I have was forced with a selection, I probably would go for Riders on the Storm. They tried the first time visor. I just don't think he's that effective over three miles. Dropping back down and trip off a mark of one, three, nine. I think at eight to one, that isn't necessarily a bad price. And I think uh, he could definitely go quite close in this. So yeah, that was my opinion on the 205 at Newbury. We then move on to the feature race on their card. It's the 240. It's the British EBF Bet Victor National Hunt Mayor's Novices Hurdle, a limited handicap hurdle. It's a grade two contest. We've seen some good mares uh, win this race over the years. And Ruby Ireland is the favourite at the current time recording for the Northern trainer, Mark Walford at six to one. Ubis uh, Walk as well, another Northern trainer represented by Nicky Richards is next in at 15 to two. Royale Dancers at nines. Let's go to Vegas at 11s. A, a typical one there for Liz and Izzy. Uh, Mavidi at 11s as well. Blue Beach at 12s. Fortuna Lagana at 12s. Uh, and bigger are the rest. Katie, this looked an absolute minefield. Um, is there anything you liked in here at a big price? It is a tricky one. I found it quite tough to, to have a strong fancy in it. I'm going to go from Mel Rowley's Blue Beach. 
three pounds claim Alex Edwards aboard first time cheek pieces on uh, on her hurdling debut she bumped into quite a special man I think you'll agree Chris in You Wear It Well who of course won the Jack de Bromhead Mayor's Novices Hurdle at Cheltenham last week in really good fashion and she's now rated 142 now Blue Beach wasn't near her that day but she did manage to put eight and a half lengths between herself and the third place horse and she won quite a weak maiden hurdle last time out but I think she could have potential she's by Cave Tara who we know is a stallion that produced plenty of good national hunt horses it's around 12 to 1 I think it's it's quite a good price in what appears to be a very open race yeah it certainly is the one I'm going to take a chance on is actually another Jamie Snowden train mare uh, Ebonello I'm hoping that I can get another uh, big prize, Jamie Snowden, mayor winner on the board. Eberleno here um, is quite an exposed overstaying trip. She's been campaigning this season over two miles. And last time out, she ran at Carlisle behind po- Poetic Music of Fergal O'Brien, who is no mug at all. Um, I just think moving into Handicap Company now for Mark of 113, I thought that was quite workable. If you actually look at her pedigree, there's plenty of stamina in it. She's uh, um, bred uh, from a family of stairs that got three miles, even up to four miles. So I think uh, over these kind of trips, um, she's going to come into her own. I think you're going to need to stay well to win this is, uh, this race tomorrow because, like I said earlier, if you were watching some of the races at Newbury, some of them were a real slog. I know on the blind side was. And, yeah, I just think it's going to be quite testing tomorrow at Newbury and uh, you're going to want to handle those conditions and for me I think Ebonello uh, she just might be able to outstay some of her rivals so uh, I think she could definitely uh, run well at a big price there so that's our thoughts uh, then on the ITV races at Newbury covered we're now going to move on to Kelso uh, where the first race we're looking at there is the 150 it's the bet victor go north um, cab on target a handicap hurdle Coral Blue is your favourite uh, as they go for the hat trick here, along with uh, Prairie Wolf at 11 to 2. Uh, you Can Fools is next in at 7 to 1. Uh, Les's Legacy at 10s, along with Will Go Again and Bigger Are the Rest. Uh, Katie, um, there's quite a few runners in here. We've got 15 runners. Is there any, uh, each way, any each way angle you like here? I can't say I had a strong fancy in this one at all. Bit of a tricky race for me. There's two at a big price that I thought were quite interesting. I'd be interested to see how they get on. Curious Times, shot 33 to 1, I think. He's £3 um, lower than his last winning mark, uh, one in September at Perth. Perhaps could be better than what he's been doing recently. And also give me a cuddle. Quite lightly raced, um, but again, one that could be capable of better so two that i'll be keeping an eye on but not a strong fancy for me in here okay two then a a big price then for katie maybe just to uh sit back and watch um i myself uh quite like the chances of um salvino of sandy thompson we saw him at the last meeting here have uh, quite a few winners the likes of uh, benson Elvis Mail. I just think some of his form reads quite well in the context of this race. He's had a little bit of a break. Uh, he's not been seen since early February. I wouldn't be at all surprised if this has actually been the target. We know he stays well. Um, I just think 
that um, with the conditions being on the soft side, that will play to his strengths. And for me, I think even though he does have to carry top weight, I think he's a little bit overpriced at around about 12 to 1. So he's going to be my selection in the 150 at Kelso. We then move on to the 225 to the Schloss Roberg Hotel Handicap Hurdle. And Inish Orr is your favourite at 7 to 2, along with Jet Legs. We then got Theme Tune at 9 to 2, with Spike Jones at 5s, Flower of Scotland 11 to 2, Pim at 9s, and Leo Starr as the outsider at 18 to 1. Uh, Katie, not so many runners this time. Did you have a stronger fancy here? I really like Flower of Scotland. She's a really nice mare, stays all day. She reverts back to hurdles here, but I'd still rather keep her on side. No, it can be difficult for horses who have been used to chasing, but she went over hurdles last season when two pounds lower rated. She's probably improved since. Lovely grey mare. I think she's in with a chance. Okay, keeping it short and sweet then. Flower of Scotland. It is for Katie. I myself quite liked the Nick Alexander trained theme tune. Again, I wouldn't be at all surprised if this has probably been the target. Was previously trained by uh, John Joe O'Neill, this or she might remember him. He was in the um, Trevor Hemmings colours. Uh, beat Bushy Park last time out, who he knows. No mug for Phil Kirby. Um, off a mark of one two two. I didn't think that was a bad one. He goes on um, ground that's got a little bit of ease in it. I just think uh, he's an interesting contender here. And for me, uh, I think he'll go quite close uh, with Bruce Lynn claiming the three pounds. So, yeah, 225. I'm going to go for theme tune. We then move on to uh, the three o'clock. It's the Bet Victor Herring Queens series final. Mayor's Novice's Handicap Hurdle um, over two miles. Botanay is a jolly at 13 to 8. We've then got Jane de Burley at fours. Autumn Return at sevens. Midnight Shuffle tens. Walk of No Shame at elevens as well. Never No Trouble at twelves. Along with Not Now, Linda and Bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, uh, Botanay um, seems to have the best form in the book. Uh, do we think uh, she's going to give favourite back as a winner here? Yeah, I do like Bonte uh, for Fergal O'Brien. She's a very consistent mare. The form of her maiden win has been franked with the runner-up nothing to chance winning her following race. And she also has some decent bumper form, uh, beating listed winner Top Dog at Cheltenham. I'd say she's the one to beat and there's probably further progression to come from her. So I will be siding with the favourite here. Okay, so Katie's going to side with the favourite. Uh, Bonse, I myself actually going to go with uh, James Aberle, who's the second favourite in the race. Um, didn't think it was a bad run last time out at Weatherby. Um, this horse, I think, uh, has a little bit more to come over hurdle. She was beaten by Botanay, um uh, at Lingfield uh, back in December. But I just think she might be able to reverse the form uh, this time round. Um, I just think that there could be a little bit more to come from her. The the Fergal O'Brien's have been worrying me the last couple of weeks. They've they've had a few horses in recent days that have just not gone through their races. And, and that would be a slight concern for me. So I'm just going to go with Jane de Burley. I know she has to give a pound away. But for me, I just think she represents... A little bit more value. So Jane Tabernet is for me and Katie's going with uh, Bonte. We then move on to the last race we're going to look at at Kelso. 
It's 3.35, make your best bet at Bet Victor Handicap Chase, over three miles, two furlongs, forward plan is the favourite, 11 to 4. We've then got Doyen Breed at fives, along with Hill 16s, half shot 11 to 2, Clongill Way at 7 to 1 for John McConnell, Mighty Thunder at 12s, and bigger are the rest. Katie, a few old favourites in here, uh, like some Mighty Thunder, Big River, uh, do we like any of those, or are you going to look towards the top of the market? I do really like Big River. I'm going to take a chance on him here. Uh, I thought he ran well for a long way in the Borders National. Carried a really hefty weight on soft ground. But he's £6 lower now. And with a yard in good form, he could go well. He is an old boy. He's 13 years old. And this could be one of his final races, you know, you'd imagine. So it would be so good to see him go out on a high. He's a really nice each way price at 22 to 1, I think he is as well. He's drifted a little bit from 18s I saw earlier today. So, yeah, I'd love to see the old boy, Big River, get the win. Okay, Katie's going to go for Big River. I actually like uh, one of the other Lucinda Russell trained horses, uh, Mighty Thunder. You might remember I said that uh, I fancied him to maybe come back to a bit of form in the Ida Chase. And I think he actually showed up quite well for a long way in that race. Yes, he was beaten 30 lengths by Kitty's Light, but he did finish sixth. And if you go back and watch the race, he was still there turning into the home straight. I thought he was going to run on, but he just faded away. He was actually surprised and he dropped £5 for that effort. He's now down to a mark of one two seven but with patrick wadge uh going great guns at the moment operating at 40 percent strike rate six uh wins from his last 15 rides uh he could be a bit of value here claiming an extra five pounds he's 12 to one i think he's overpriced here previous course winner i wouldn't be at all surprised to see him bounce back to form and yeah i think he could definitely run a, a big uh race at a nice tasty each way price so that is our thoughts then on the main ITV action. Katie, uh, we're now at the point now where we've got any other business, any other fancies. Uh, do you want to take them away? I've got a few other fancies um, today, this year weekend. Not available, one of my favourites. He runs in the penultimate race on the card at Newbury. He's a winner over course and distance, spinning for a hat-trick of wins. He's £10 higher than when he began his winning sequence, but he has run off a higher mark in the past, so could still be ahead of the handicapper, possibly. He's 11-2. to two. And then at the Curra uh, in the Irish Lincolnshire, one of my cliff horses, Casanova, runs 33-1. to one. He's very inconsistent, but he can have a going day when he runs well and he copes with softer grounds, had a recent run. So, you know, possibly if there's some extra places around, he could sneak into them. I'll be having a small saver on him. And I thought the following race at the Curra, the Group 3 Park Express Stakes, uh, was very interesting. There's a few fillies in here that are going to be worth keeping an eye on for the coming season. Insinuendo, she's a very good mare. Um, a bit short for me here, but I'm keen to see how she gets on. Agatha, top weight, I'd hope she could run well enough carrying 10 stone, and I think she's the class of the field. But the one I'm keen to side with at the prices is delightful for Aidan O'Brien. Her dam is dual group one winner, Lily Langtry. She's already produced classic winners in Minding, Tuesday, Empress Josephine, all by Galileo. And, and this filly is a full sister to them. And she was a, a late foal, as was Tuesday. So, you know, she's actually three until the end of May. Um, Tuesday, similar profile. And, and what she did was incredible. 
And this Phillies form, it doesn't necessarily stand out that much, but if you look into it, she was only narrowly beaten in a second race by two Phillies who have since won, both won group threes um, in the autumn. One a maiden, taking the handicap route in a nursery, giving plenty of weight, of weight, uh, weight away, and that was on soft ground too. So she's definitely uh, a filly of interest, delightful um, at the Cura on Saturday. Okay, so a few there to follow from Katie. Uh, I just have one other selection to mention uh, away from the main ITV races over in Ireland, and that is two in the Irish uh, Lincoln. You might remember um, if you follow me that I put up uh, Rutterberg, uh to win this race last year when he landed at a little bit of a touch. Um, but the one I like this year is um, Johnny Mercer. Again, he's trainer Radeberg. I think he's been uh, lining a few up for this race. But I think probably his number one shout is a horse called Carry the One. Yudish Gadari. Um, I don't know too much about him, but um, he, he claims £10 here. And that's going to be really interesting. He's off a mark of 102. He's basically, in essence, going to be running off a mark of 92. I have seen this claimer ride a few times on the all-weather and he's given uh, Johnny Mercer a few winners uh, over the winter. I just think he's really interesting here. He doesn't mind a little bit of ease in the ground. He finished actually um, fifth in the race last year behind Radeberg when he was actually running off 105. So in essence, he's actually going to be £13 lower this time around. He's, six to, he's 16 to 1. I think that's a mad price. Is drawn in still 30, which might not be uh, the, the best draw in the world. But for me, I think he's massively overpriced. And if I had to have one bet this weekend, it would be carry the one uh, each way uh, in the Irish Lincoln. Um, also as well, before we sign off, we've got a couple of other talking points we want to get into. The first of them is Katie's Lucky 15 at Maidan. Katie, uh, this is one of the, the flagship events now uh, for international horse racing. Um, from this meeting last year, all I remember is was uh, just about the Japanese horses. I remember there was quite a, bit, a lot of value to be had uh, at Maidan. Uh, do we have any Japanese horses in your Lucky 15? There aren't any Japanese horses in the Lucky 15, I'm afraid. They're all European-based. Um, the first is in the Godolphin Mile. One of my tracker horses runs uh, Ego, Ego, excuse my pronunciation there, for Andre Faber, Miko Barcelona on board. He's got a great turn of foot. I think he could use his uh, speed to his advantage later on. He's 12 to 1, which is a, a very nice each way price. Um, the second in my lucky 15 is Subjectivist in the Dubai Gold Cup. I think he's a massive price at 10 to 1. If he can get back to any type of his old form. He's well clear of the rest on ratings and yeah, 10 to 1 is is very generous, I, I felt. So he's been my second pick. And thirdly, one of my favourite fillies, Happy Romance. Uh, she finished second in the Alacroix sprint last year, odds of 20 to 1. And she's actually 20 to 1 again uh, currently at the odds that I'm seeing. I think she's much better suited for the drop back to six furlongs. She's been running over seven furlongs lately. So I think she could enter the frame. Um, her form reads very well. And lastly, um, I've gone for a huge price, a big outsider uh, of the field in the Dubai turf. 
I think Lord North has got a good chance of making it three successive wins. I'm going to go for um, good old Sabuska. He finished fifth last year, and I think he'll outrun his massive odds of 80 to 1. I think he could be one for the extra places. So that would be my uh, each way lucky 15 there at Maidan. Certainly seems like we've got all angles covered this weekend uh, for the racing. Uh, the last thing we are going to cover on the podcast is a little bit of Cheltenham fallout, as promised at the beginning of the podcast. Katie, as we already touched upon, um, it was a great festival. We had Honeysuckle, we had Constitution Hill, Galloping de Champ, a lot of uh, standout performances. Uh, but how did you get on from a punting perspective and what did you learn what um what one point did you take away from the Cheltenham festival well uh, I had a couple of good days my first two days they were they were good um I was really impressed with Imperial Pass did well for me on the Wednesday I had in a in a double with Delta Vic, so I was quite happy there and of course the first day as we touched upon nights of Constitution Hill and Honeysuckle um were just amazing at the end of the week, I was a little bit disappointed on the Friday Gold Cup day as I had a, a really strong fancy in um, Pied Piper who just got picked on the line um, by Favois. I was a little bit disappointed there, but I, I think Pied Piper is a great horse. He'd be one I, I'll be following um, next season as well. I think he's got a lot of class. But um, yeah, from a punting perspective, it wasn't too bad. Um but yeah, I was just really, really enjoyed the action. I thought it was top class. Yeah, it really was. Uh, from a punting perspective for me, the first couple of days were a little bit disappointing. But uh, Thursday uh, definitely was probably one of my best tipping days at the festival. Don't like to talk about it too much. You were at well 16 to 1. How on earth she drifted to that price? I can't understand it. If I'd been pricing her up on the day, I would have had her around about five to one. She had some of the best form in the race. We knew she would stay further. She handled the conditions. I can't understand the price at all. Actually, had a a little bit of a heads up that Lucia might not have all been uh, there uh, going into the race. So uh, yeah, I think maybe I could put a line through that run for Lucia. We've seen horses like Epton get beat in that race before and come back. So it wouldn't be at all surprised to see her. Uh, to see her bounce back. Um, another good result for me was Impervious. Tipped that one up as well uh, at 14 to 1 anti post uh, in a column I did with the Sun. Uh, I thought Allegri Devassi was all over her coming towards the last, but I really like the balance bit there from I I Impervious. Um, I, I think she did really well in the circumstances and she's just a really tough old mare and then Rocco as well what the hell was happening with him he must have traded nearly a thousand to one in running I thought he was going to fall out the back of the telly uh, but he just kept sticking to the task and uh, was able to win by about a length and a bit in the end so yeah Rocco was another headline winner um, Katie I know you had something to say on the cheer Yeah, well, just to touch on your point on the cheer, it was interesting in the pre-parade ring. She was really buzzy. She had two handlers. And I don't know if this is, is how she usually is, but she was really keen. And it, it really put me off. Um, I remember telling you at the time, and you wear it well, was just so calm and professional. I mean, if you were looking at it 
just as a spectator in the in the pre-parade ring and not at the prices and then you'd really prefer you wear it well and obviously she backed it up in in very impressive fashion but I'd certainly put a line through that Lucia run as well. I think she's so much better than that. Um, and yeah, maybe she'll be in a better price next time out when we see her, um, which would be good. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where she turns up next. So that's all we got time for on this episode of the Endless Saddle podcast. Thanks again to Katie for joining us this evening. Hopefully we've given you some winners for the weekend please remember to follow us on all the major podcast platforms we're available to listen to on spotify soundcloud and apple so make sure you rate and review on every anthems already you can follow us on the socials where we're on twitter and on instagram as well please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon